0: Welcome back to another edition of Friends of the Vine wine podcast. We're going to start off our podcast with a recurring theme called the barbecue sessions. Reoccurring conversation that I've had with uh, my father-in-law who's been a great influence on me on uh, in regards to uh, pursuing wines and pursuing wines as a hobby and Uh, through the last few years, especially as we're sitting downstairs or or being outside and he's at the barbecue, uh, you know, getting stuff ready for us for the night. Mostly, you know, rack of lamb and steaks and chicken and all these great foods that, as we all know, you know, food and drink go so much together. They go hand in hand. These are hopefully going to be reoccurring sessions that I have with him, which is unfortunate I haven't done this in the past because over the last few years we've had some great conversations down there and it would be definitely um I'm remiss that uh you know that these weren't uh things I thought of previously but uh I'm glad I thought of it now I'm glad I thought of uh starting this now because uh some of these conversations have been just uh wonderful ones as we're sitting down there sharing a glass of wine or sharing a beer and uh he's cooking uh he's barbecuing away and we're kind of uh you know reminiscing about uh wines we've had over the last uh last little while or you know what we're going to drink you know that night or it's uh it's definitely some great conversations and so tonight I uh I started this conversation which is what is that one wine or is there a one wine is is there a singular event or is there one thing for you know one event or for some people there is for some people it's just a general appreciation that's grown through the years and so we had that conversation tonight and it's been recorded and uh here it is
1: and curtis actually got us into a little wine uh he was the one that first saw, saw the need for getting drinking better wine yeah and then he he was the first one to he they joined opimia maybe a year before us and uh so we joined in 76 i think 76 we might have joined in 75 And uh, there, then we didn't know too much, but we started buying some, uh, I remember the first wines we bought were like some Spanish Rojas and stuff like that, some nice uh, beefy reds and stuff like that. um, We started off with that, and um, whites sort of came along a little bit later,
0: oddly enough but um so so no no kind of single event but no. more just a gradual yeah. appreciation exactly you know for me it was that one of those original um one of those original parties was Rod Linnell and uh having the table out here and having the black dog oh really good that for me was one of the you know we always joke about, you know, you cracking a, yeah. a couple of those bottles of the 2010, yeah. yeah. but for me, that was, oh,
1: this tastes nice. This
0: tastes yeah. nice, nice, and this is like, mm-hmm. beyond other wines, that one was one that I was like, holy cow, like this is, yeah. you know, this is above and beyond. And uh, I think it was, a, it was a kind of those original parties out here with the, you know, with the lights and the, mm-hmm. and the tables out here and stuff, that was kind of one of the original... Uh, epiphanies, I guess.
1: Well, I remember, I mean, with roses, um, they were so off the chart for decades because it was always baby duck or this or, you know, just really bad yeah. roses. And then when we were in Provence, I was like, you look around. At lunch, and everybody has a rose. Well, we'll, we'll try a rose. looked it and fruity without being sweet. Yeah. And it's like, wow, they didn't make roses like this yeah. when I was growing up.
0: And uh, yeah, we all had that bad Andres kind yeah, of, you exactly. know, that was the our kind of initial. Exactly. Um, these lambs look awesome, by the way. Mm-hmm. This was gonna go nice with us for all tonight. It will. That's what I was thinking. So, that's the initial the barbecue sessions from my time with uh, my father in law, Daryl, the other day. And a uh, great little insight into uh, our, uh, our interactions uh, down by the barbecue as he's um, working away there and uh talking wine talking food so uh that's a, a great example of some of our our previous uh, times chatting down there and stuff um apologies for the extra noises but that is actually uh daryl working away turning over the uh, racks of lamb on the barbecue so uh i can't unfortunately filter that out but it just adds to it, it adds to it because it's, it's exactly what's going on down there him him flipping away on the, on those um on that lamb and uh, us talking about Syrah and talking about the early days of, of him getting into wine and stuff. So it was great stuff. So another feature I wanted to try and do, uh, every time we, we, we have a podcast or I have a podcast is to kind of look at, you know, what's new, uh, with wine critics. And, uh, if there's any new wine articles out there and, or wine reviews or, Kind of the you know current events, current topics that are going on in uh, in the wine industry, and uh, there's one quite an int- uh, quite an interesting website which um, um, I follow quite a bit. It's called Wine Folly and uh, WineFolly.com, and uh, the the main uh, person who runs it, Madeline, uh, she always has a very informative, very interesting. Uh, Uh, interesting um, articles and interesting news and uh, there's always something you know something to be found on there uh, from from all ranges for beginners to you know like um, as an example I I reference her stuff quite a bit um, in our Facebook group so a lot of those uh, pictures and uh, uh, a lot of the stuff I put up is from is from that site so the other day I put up a photo with a Syrah and, you know, all the different uh, flavors that you're going to taste and all the different aromas um, that you're going to smell and a lot of that, a lot of those pictures and a lot of those great, all that great information is from, uh, is from her site. So even just looking on her website right now, there's you know, like she's, they're very detailed on, on uh, on like a pro, for example the, the, the Syrah that I put up you know, you've got the Um, dominant flavors and, uh, you know, your possible flavors and, you know, what your taste profile is going to, you know, what you're going to get out of your taste profile, you know, the the tannins and uh, your fruit and alcohol content and just there's so much information that they put uh, into uh, their, into this website and there's so much information that they put out for people, um, what kind of fruit you're going to taste, you know, like, for Syrah, it's a lot of the black fruits, right? Black cherries and um, blackberries and uh, red plums and a lot of the dark fruits, right? And, uh, you know, and what uh, kind of, like, from the herbal, um, what uh, tastes and aromas are out there that, you know, from the herbal, uh, from the herbal side, you know, sage and lavender and, uh, you know, black pepper and star anise and, and all these kind of, uh, all these these herbs that you're going to, you're gonna taste and stuff in your Syrah, so all a lot of these these photos and stuff I put up are from her site, and uh, I'm actually hoping to get an interview with her for later on in this podcast, uh, so that's uh, something I'm I'm chasing right now. So uh, hopefully by the time this is produced, uh, we'll have we'll have Madeline on and uh, be able to kind of uh, pick her brain a little bit and uh, and just ask her what uh, the same question that uh, I've been posing already. Um, you know, is there a single wine for people? It, you know, is there a single one? For myself, there was, uh, you know, there was a singular wine that was that, that Black Dog, Black Dog from Township 7. That was a single, you know, single point in my, you know, wine, uh, wine tasting, you know, history or wine taste. you know, the life of, of, of Ian that uh, really made an impact. So um, we'll ask her the same question. One of the other things that uh, is quite interesting is they kind of, it's interesting how um, just how well produced this site is and and how informative it is and very, you know, non-intimidating as well. Like there's just, there's, you know, there's a whole section on Wine 101 if you're new to wine, how to kind of get, you know, start building a strong foundation um, maps and posters of various regions and stuff, and you know what's what's kind of going on right now. What's what's uh, you know what's a good champagne to buy right now, and um, and even just a lot of funny stuff as well. You know, like how to what wine to pair with fried chicken, what wine to pair with popcorn. Just a lot of funny funny things and, and interesting things, and you know, uh, a lot of uh, just great information on her site. So, like I said, I'm gonna try and get her on uh, hopefully later on in this podcast so um, yeah one interesting point um, that uh, that she brought up kind of recently was um, what what for people should they not you know the, the title that she's put is you know stop saying these things about wine and uh, the kind of you know some of those things are are things that uh, a lot of people do and, and I, I've done it myself uh, on a couple points Um is, uh, for example, oh, it's pronounced this, or it's pronounced that. Um, you know, giving people a hard time about not being able to pronounce Givert's demeanor or something like that. You know, I mean, who cares if they pronounce it wrong, right? The, it's it's a lot of these kind of, a lot of these pretentious type things that uh, that are, is out there. Um, you know. Uh, caps you know screw cap wines for example Uh, you know there used to be a day where everything was corked and and that day is that day isn't here anymore that the day the day now is where there's a lot of great wines that use screw caps and and there's nothing wrong with them they're they're um bottled just as just as nicely as the corked wines you know they can last as long and technology has evolved uh to the point where you know those wines will sit in your cellar just fine um, so, you know, it's kind of, like I said, there's kind of some interesting things that she's put up about, you know, stop saying these things about wine, you know, like, uh, another point she put up was, you know, champagne's a, a region, right? Champagne isn't champagne unless it's from, from a particular region. Well, that's what people, a lot of people say champagne, you know, they, they mean, you know, sparkling wines, they mean Prosecco, they mean anything that's, that's in that field you know, it's like cognac, you know, you're talking about brandy, but you're people say cognac, you know, so trying to inform people that, uh, you know, trying to inform people without passing judgment, I guess, is the, the overall theme. Um, you know, one of the other ones that she's mentioned is about pairing red wine with, you know, people say, Oh no, white wine for chicken and white wine for fish. And, you know, there's a lot of great red wines that you can pair with, uh, with fish and and with chicken and with, you know, for example, we had, we had our turkey dinner uh, over Christmas and we had a lovely Pinot Noir that, that went perfectly with it. You know, you you may want to make sure it's a lighter red wine. You're not going to hit, hit it with a, you know, a Merlot or something really heavy, but um, a Beaujolais or a Pinot Noir, or one of the lighter ones is great. So, you know, that kind of you never, or you can't, or, you know, those kind of those kind of words, Um, you know you you might want to just think about think about how it's coming across because um, especially for people who are beginners or or new to the wine scene um, you don't want to you know intimidate them you want to you don't want to educate them you want to you want to pass on your knowledge just like just like any other hobby or any other anything else in that in that in that same frame of mind where you want to pass on information to people and went the same way you know you're training new staff it's the same thing you want to pass on you don't want to be that old curmudgeon guy that uh, you know no one wants to go to for help and stuff right you want to be that person that uh, people lean on for for help and uh, same thing with wine and a lot of my, my colleagues in my work uh, is, is kind of funny because they now they say oh you're that wine guy or uh, you know you, you've got some knowledge or whatever one of my friends was going on a road trip and he had emailed me and said, oh, I, I heard you uh, I, ho- I heard you know some stuff about wine and I want to know, you know, some different areas to go to in the Okanagan or, or different. I only want to hit, you know, I'm in Oliver or I'm in, uh, I can't remember where he was, but I'm, I'm in a certain area and I want to hit, you know, say four or five wines. I've only, or uh, sorry, four or five wineries. I've only got, you know, X number of days or whatever. And uh, he had said, oh, I hear you're a wine guy or something. And it, it, was, it was nice. It was a nice compliment because I'd, I'm more than happy to pass on information to people and, and share, you know, share my limited knowledge. And, uh, so I gave him a few, a few good wineries to hit, uh, in, in, you know, the Okanagan and, uh, that he appreciated it. So, and the the last one that she's put up is quite funny because, uh, it's, you know, it's people who say, Oh, this, this, I'll just, I'll quote right from her, her site here at Wine Folly. Uh, this wine tastes like morning mists rolling down the hillsides transforming into dew, drop, dew drops on the grass and so she's like well let's pump the brakes here a bit we're talking about wine you know it's, it's important to put wine experiences into something that can be quantified real taste real flavors because it's still there's still specific flavors and as much as it makes you feel a certain way or, or you're you know you're, you're having a, a moment that it reminds you of you know being on a hillside and Thinking about you know, the warm sun of Tuscany, or or you know being in the markets and Axe and Provence, and but it it does maybe give you a feeling, but there's also specific flavors and and you know specific aromas that are are for certain wines, and uh, you know again it's it's trying to you know trying to make sure that people. It, the, the feelings and sensations is one thing but there's you know when you're trying to describe a wine to someone it's, it's best to kind of leave it to um, the actual you know the actual flavors and real taste that, that go with it and the final point was the one of the first ones that she, she put up was I only drink this or I don't drink that and, and you know I'll just read off her, her site again which is there's no way this sentence ever ends well there's over 1,400 identified grape varieties and thousands of unique wine regions. Why limiting yourself to just a fraction of it doesn't make sense? And, you know, there there are wine phases, as she's put it. You know, people do get in wine phases. And um, we actually went to a wine tasting the other day, and, and um, one of the gentlemen said, I only drink Chardonnay. And, again, it's the same thing where you're, you're just limiting yourself. First of all, just the Chardonnay, which, you know, of all the white wines to limit yourself to. I I don't know if that would be the one I would pick, but, uh, that's another point. That's another topic for another day, but, uh, or another podcast. Um, and it's just the fact that, you know, if you go through wine phases, that's great. It's the same with, with beers and alcohol and everything else. You go through a scotch phase or a rum phase, or, you know, you go through a microbrew phase, you go through pale ales and, you know, for myself, I'm back on loggers now after being going through pale ales and I'm back to loggers and it's the same with wines. It was Merlots and Malbecs as everybody knows, I love my Malbec, but, and now I'm back to Pinot Noirs and, and Beaujolais, you know, like the lighter, you know, lighter wines with more, more, uh, rusticness and more leafiness and more aromas and, um, that kind of like Pinots and Pinots where you're going to get that, uh, leaves and, and forest floor and that kind of, all that kind of uh, greatness. But for a while it was Merlots and for a while it was and for a while it was Cabernet Sauvignons, which I wasn't a fan of Cabernet Sauvignons for quite a while. And then I uh, just started drinking that for a while. So I know of wine phases, but to say I only drink something really limits yourself to um, yeah, to say, you know, it's 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 uh, closed minded I guess in one way and, and it's the same thing now we've, we've just started getting into Italian wines the last little while and for a while I was just drinking French. Um, but I never limited myself I never I never said I only drink French wine or I only drink BC wine or because again that's just that's just limiting this being closed minded and, and if you try something you know, it's the same with food. it's the same it's the, it's the classic argument where kids you know, oh my kid doesn't like uh, whatever. Um, you know or even as an adult I I don't like such and such Uh, well have you tried it right after that point yes of course you can say well I don't like such something but uh, to to say only drink something and not have tried you know all these different wine regions that are available uh, is just limiting yourself anyway it's a great website I highly recommend uh, people check it out and uh, there's tons of tons of great stuff like I said there's there's tons mm-hmm. of fun stuff. There's uh, there's all sorts of, of great info and stuff, and uh, very colorful and uh, just a altogether a great website. And that was uh, WineFolly.com. Before we uh, before we carry on with um, you know current articles and current events, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is for any uh, any people who are, who are new who haven't really checked out the Facebook page in the past. There's tons of great stuff that's been that's been you know has been shared in the last uh, I guess the last year or so and uh, photos and and articles and stuff. So I highly recommend going back and checking out the the Facebook page. So it's Friends of the Vine Facebook group. And uh, for example, just talking about um, the barbecue sessions with with Daryl. There's photos of us hanging out uh, hanging out down there and hanging out by the barbecue and, and enjoying. Especially in the summertime, um we, we put out some tables and have all the lights in the lights in the trees out there and, and have our uh, have some great food and stuff and, and, and wine out there. So there's some photos. There's been photos in the past, uh, of, of our of our times out there. So there's lots of great stuff. So any you know, and as as we continue these podcasts and any kind of reminiscing and uh any reminiscing that goes on and any memories that I share. And, you know, there's probably a photo that's, you know, was put there in the past or put there, you know, four or five months ago or whatever back in the summertime. And, uh, there's probably something that will, will show what I'm talking about basically. So, uh, anyway, moving on to, um, the other current, uh, you know, kind of current events and current articles that are out there is, is the Anthony Gizmondi, um, article, which is in the Vancouver sun. And he's a great, uh, He's a great um, wine critic, um, and this one was published uh, not that long ago. So I'm just going to wrap up uh, this first podcast. Um, unfortunately, uh, due to my schedule and to a lot of other people's schedules, the, uh, a lot of the, um, the interviews I wanted to do for this first one just kind of fallen apart, or not fallen apart, but just fell through. So I've, uh, there's three main interviews I'm trying to get lined up, hopefully by the next podcast or the next couple podcasts. Uh, I've got a winemaker out of Ontario who, uh, who has a master's of wine uh, degree. Uh, I'm going to get her on. Uh, I've got the the lady from Wine Folly, Madeline. I'm going to try and get her on as well. And she is a master psalm. And I'm also trying to get Brian McClintock on, who is the master psalm from the Netflix documentary movies uh, called The Psalm. Uh, and he uh, currently is a uh, he kind of goes around the world. He's a bit of a of a wine uh, broker, and it's called Viticol Wine. And he kind of goes around the world right now, sourcing out wines to um, to bring home to people. And he's got a uh, he's got a, a site where you can kind of purchase wines and and uh, three or four of his selections, and and they'll uh, get delivered to you. So it's uh, called Viticol Wine. It's great. Uh, great! Uh, he's got a great Instagram page, and he's got he just travels around tasting wines, and it's it's uh, it's an awesome life that he's got going right now. And uh, the other last kind of uh, topic I wanted to touch on was um, one of the guys I work with. His name's Marco. He's uh, very knowledgeable as well. He's a Italian wine scholar. He's got his W set as well, and uh, he's he's got great Italian knowledge. And uh, his kind of you know his takeaway on we, we always talk about uh, producers and we talk about you know vintages and and the other you know the other things we talk about is uh, uh, besides producers and kind of vintages is, um, is your oak as well your barrels and for a lot of people uh, you know having that neutral oak or having that uh, stainless steel, you know, trying to get away from that brand new American oak or brand new French oak that really will impact your wine and what you're tasting. Uh, and it's actually something that in one of the song movies I remember, um, Brian McClintock had said about kind of throwing a big vanilla bomb in your, you know, you kind of to mask some of your wines and stuff and mask some of your imperfections and trying to just taste the wine itself. And trying to get away from this, you know, fruit forward and and oaky type um, wines that people are putting out right now, where you know, not not saying that they taste the same, or, or but you're all, if you're if all you're tasting is that like that vanillay kind of the oaky. If you can't taste the wine, if you can't taste the earth, and you can't taste all the the nuances of the wine because it's been you know, it's been aged for, in you know, brand new American ochre. And you can't really get to the actual, the flavors of the wine itself and the aromas of the wine. And so we, we were talking quite a bit about that, uh, especially with having producers who, who you know, so that's his, kind of his takeaway with producers is if you have a producer that you like and you know his style, and you know how they make their wines and, and you know that they're, is, they're doing it in a way that you like it, then stick with them, and try out all their different varieties and stuff that they have. Uh, they're different, you know, the different grape varietals. Because chances are you're going to like a lot of their stuff, and um, especially if they're doing it in a way, or if you don't necessarily have, have had them before, but you you know you research them and you you look at how they do, you know how they're how they're growing their grapes and how they're if they're using you know new oak or old oak and all those kinds of other kinds of things that you're looking at and especially with us, with us who are in the opinion group, you get great descriptors in your, uh, you know, your wine catalogs and it'll really kind of tell you, um, what you're going to smell and taste. And also whether, you know, how long it's been aged and, and, uh, those kind of things. So you kind of get a good sense of, of what you're going to get. So hopefully it's not a surprise and hopefully you're not, you know, disappointed with your bottle because, uh, you know, hopefully you've done a little bit of research and you kind of have a good idea what what you're going to get. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there, and uh, hopefully everyone's enjoyed this first episode. And there's more to come, and I'll try to get one out uh, in another few weeks. Like I, like I said, try and get an interview done with uh, with a few of the of the people that I want to get in who uh, I've got some amazing knowledge in uh, about the wine business and try and get back to that question of, you know, if, if people have that one great wine that, that kickstarted them into, into this passion, you know, what was it? I think we're going to leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests friends of the vine take care have a glass for me